Good morning. Charlie Bogan just said I had it all day. It is awesome to be here this morning and uh, see each of you. Um, man, ain't it great to have an advocate? It's not great to have somebody on our side. It's not good to be alone. I don't know if you've ever felt alone before, but it's, it's not good to be alone. Because of our relationship with Christ and, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, we're never alone. Sometimes we may feel that way. Sometimes we need to be lifted up by, by others. But praise God, we have a God that loves us so much, He never leaves us. Sometimes when we experience, uh, when we experience the loss of someone, sometimes we can feel alone. I go back to the loss of my father, and for a while there, I felt quite alone. Um, he'd been sick a while, and then got better for, for, for a bit, and then the last eight or nine months, it was pretty evident that, you know, it was uh, going to happen. I'll, I'll never forget the last couple of weeks of his life I, I spent with him, and we watched um, episodes of the Rockford Files, and and um, what's the other one? Um, Andy Griffith. Um, what is that show? Matlock, yeah. And we watched so many of those. And he was in and out of uh, sleeping and, and not sleeping. But he, one day, uh, maybe just the day before he passed away, he was asleep. And I'm watching the shows we're watching together, even though he's asleep. But he woke up just in time to tell me that he was still the boss. And I thanked him for, for being there and being the boss. And then um, the next day, he didn't, didn't say a whole lot. Um, wanted me to go get my brother. So I did. And then um, he wasn't conscious very much after that. I, I remember that he was laying there and he started talking uh, he started talking we were playing golf he was playing golf he told me every shot he told me every shot and he's explaining this round and a good friend of his who played a lot of golf with him walked in and he says, what's he talking about? I said, he's playing golf, just listen. I said, I just wish he was playing better. Because if it were me and it was my last round, it would be a good round, but he was struggling. Matter of fact, he'd hit one in the trap, and he talked about hitting a piece of metal that was in the bottom of the sand trap, which is not normal. And I thought, wow, I wish he was playing better. But I started thinking, Lord, then just for the... Uh, Father, that he gave me, the example he gave me through my father. 
And then he passed the next day, and a couple days afterwards, some of my cousins, matter of fact, one was here last week, uh, asked me to go play golf. Said, you need to get out. We need to go play golf. And we went and played golf and had a great time. But I'll never forget, I hit one in the sand trap. And at the bottom of that sand trap, there was a rebar there. I'm like, I have never seen metal in sand. But it was, I'm like, man, thank you, Lord. It was just a reminder that, yeah, I need to be on the golf course. But it was a reminder just for me to be thankful for the Father that he blessed me with. It's not good to be alone. We need each other. We need to lift, it, lift each other up. And this morning, I'm going to read some scripture where Jesus, is, Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit. It's found in, I didn't change that scripture there, but it's actually found in John 14, 15 through 21. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will abide in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do in our lives, Lord. Just thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. Lord, thank you for sending the Holy Spirit, Lord, that we're never alone. Lord, I just pray this morning that um, as we study the Scripture, that your words flow through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Never alone. Again, have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever lost someone you love and felt alone? This morning I'll talk about a conversation Jesus was having with his disciples shortly before he was going to leave them. But he was making a promise that he was never going to leave them alone. If you keep my commandments... See, Jesus had just demonstrated his remarkable love to the disciples by washing their feet. If we go back to John 13, he washed their feet. He served them a meal. He told them how they need to love and serve each other and to keep his commandments. He commanded them to wash one another's feet. Again, he had just given the example. He commanded them to serve one another. He commanded them to love one another as he loves them. He commanded them to put their faith in the Father and in him.
he emphasized what love truly meant. And he talked about love for others and faith in him. Love for others and faith in him. He demonstrated obedience to the Father. He served his disciples. Again, he commanded to love each other and to have faith in him. See, there's a great measure of love that Jesus showed us. See, it's easy to think about love just as in sentiment or emotion. But the love we're supposed to have for each other is supposed to go even deeper than that. The love we're supposed to have for each other is supposed to be a love where we truly want to serve each other. Where we want to be with each other no matter what. You see, for the believer, for us believers, the dis- disobedience is not merely failure to perform or do something. It's, prof- it's a failure to love. When we love, we are obedient. When we love each other, we have our faith in Christ, we will be obedient. See, Jesus spoke of the proper source of this obedience. It's not fear. It's not pride. It's not a desire to earn a blessing. It's not anything that we can do. But the proper source of this obedience is love. Obedience must have love for it to work. Jesus said, I'll pray the Father, and he will send you another advocate, a helper, a comforter. See, the disciples were a little bit scared. They were afraid Jesus is going to abandon them and leave them alone. When he leaves, they won't know what to do. They'll feel lost. They'll feel alone. they feel helpless. And Jesus understood the disciples. They understood how, he understood how they were feeling. But he promised them God's presence, God's power, as they loved each other and kept his commandments. See, God loves us. God loves us more than we can even imagine. I don't know if you've heard me say that before. I love you, but the love that God has for us is beyond what we can think of. God's presence, God's power is the only way we can make it in this life. He promised the the Holy Spirit. In that scripture, he said that the Holy Spirit already was with them, but soon it would be in them. Next week, we're going to celebrate Pentecost. We're going to talk about the feeling of the Holy Spirit. He said he will give you a helper, an advocate, a comforter, an advisor, a legal defender, a mediator, an intercessor. intercessor. And again, the King James Version says comforter. An advocate, a defender. You see, the opposite is Satan, and he's called the accuser. Have you ever been accused by Satan? Have you ever felt not good enough? Have you ever felt guilty? Satan is why we need an advocate. 
Satan is why we need the Holy Spirit to defend us. You see, he's the opposite of Satan. He's with us always. He's going to abide with us forever. See, Jesus would give the Holy Spirit so that he may abide in us permanently. Not temporarily, but permanently. Jesus tells his disciples they're going to receive the Holy Spirit forever. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells in us forever. Jesus spoke of three aspects of the disciples' relationship to the Holy Spirit. You see, a disciple of Jesus should know the Holy Spirit. When I say know, I mean have a relationship. We should know the feeling of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We should know the Holy Spirit when we're praying and, and, and trying to make decisions on things. We should let the Spirit lead us. We should know the Holy Spirit. A disciple of Jesus Christ should have the Holy Spirit with them. No matter what decision we're making in life, whether it be vocational or whether it be a family situation or a situation with a friend, everything we do should be guided by the Holy Spirit. We should spend time in prayer discerning what's next. When the Holy Spirit is with us, we depend on the Holy Spirit to make all of our decisions. Somebody comes to you for help and advice, which happens. The first thing you should ask them is, have you prayed about it? And you're not questioning them, just have you prayed about it? Then pray with them. Ask them if they've prayed, then grab them by the hands and pray for whatever situation they're in. And then advise them to follow the Holy Spirit. Now, if y'all have noticed, I'm not real smart sometimes. I thought that would get one of me. Amen, but it didn't. I can advise you on a lot of matters, but if we don't do it through prayer, I'm just a human being. My job is to guide you to depend on the Holy Spirit. My job is to guide you to rely on Jesus Christ. The third thing the disciple of Jesus Christ should have is the Holy Spirit living in them. We should be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. Have you ever felt the power of the Holy Spirit within you? We should feel it every day. Have you ever seen a task that you thought was impossible? But through the Holy Spirit, it was accomplished. Yeah, I think the disciples at this point knew Jesus was going to leave them. They were so scared to be alone. 
That's why Jesus told them about the Holy Spirit and how they would never be orphaned. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to leave, but he's going to leave someone with him. You see, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we're not orphans. We can never be orphans. You see, an orphan's parents are not dead. You see, we have a father. We have a father. The Holy God, the God of the universe. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. We have Jesus Christ who died for our sins. You see, an orphan is left alone, but we will never be left alone because the Holy Spirit is always with us. An orphan has lost their provider, but we can never lose our provider because through God, everything we need is going to be provided for us. You see, an orphan's left without instruction. But we have that instruction. Through the Holy Bible and the Holy Spirit, we have the instruction we need. You see, an orphan's left defenseless. But through God, through our Lord and Savior, we have a protector. We'll never be alone. I will come to you. Jesus promised to come to the disciples. This is a promise fulfilled by his resurrection. And by the sending of the Holy Spirit. He's never going to leave us alone. The world will see me no more. But you will see me. You know why we see Christ? Because he's alive. Christ is as alive today as he was 2,000 years ago. Do you see Jesus? I'll tell you where you'll see Jesus. The commandment he gave us this night was to serve each other. When we're serving each other, we're serving people that can do nothing for us in return. Or we're seeing people serve each other, that's when we see Christ. Oftentimes I've heard people say that they felt like God had left them or that they felt so alone. And sometimes we do. If you ever feel that way, go serve somebody. Go to a soup kitchen. Go give some water out to the homeless. You see, you won't be alone serving people. You'll see other people. what we're called to do. But you see, God will never leave us. You see, we're saved because Christ died for us. We're in a relationship with Christ because he still lives for us. He still lives for us today. And again, if you think that you've been called to something, you think, I can't, I can't, I can't. I promise you, you're right, you can't. Unless you rely on the Holy Spirit. Unless you're guided by the Holy Spirit and you're called to show everybody you meet the love of Jesus Christ, then you can't do it on your own. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and you show people the love of Jesus Christ as he showed his disciples and he shows us every day, then you can do anything. You can't do anything, but through God, through his power, you can. 
He can. You will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. See, the Holy Spirit, we know a life of relationship and union with God, our Father. You see, the wonderful thing about Christianity is it's the only, it's the only religion that God came to us. Every other religion in the world tries to get to God. Through works, through other things, they try to get to God. You see, God loves us so much, He sent His Son. God loves us so much, He dwells within us. You see, this relationship is evident as we follow God's will. This relationship is evident when we're obedient to God. Again, we are obedient to God, not out of fear, but because of love. The relationship is evident by how we love each other, how we treat each other. Again, we have an advocate. We're not alone. We're never alone. I'm going to close with a statement. Love each other. And have faith in Him. If you're here this morning or you're listening online, you don't have this relationship with Jesus. You do feel alone. I pray that this morning that you come to that knowing, loving relationship with Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you forever. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you do in our lives, Lord. Lord, thank you for this scripture. Most of all, thank you for sending your son. Lord, thank you for sending your son to pay the price that we couldn't pay on our own. Thank you for sending your son to love us. Lord, thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to dwell within us, Lord. To comfort us. To sustain us. To help us do things that may look impossible. Lord, thank you most of all just for being with us, for never leaving us. In Jesus' name, amen.